Hello, and welcome to For the Plot Podcast, where you'll learn how to live your best life like the book characters you love. Because let's face it, reading is sexy. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. Welcome back, everyone. (laughs) I hope um, we're all doing well in this final week of September. Officially fall, it feels like, which is good. I mean, it might not feel like fall wherever you're at, but hopefully you're getting into the fall mood of things. Um, But yeah, before we get started, Katie, what are you currently reading? I am still reading Circe by Madeline Miller. I haven't been reading as much as I'd like to, so still on that book, but still really enjoying it. Um, Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good read, and I'm excited to then read uh, Song of Achilles by her afterwards because I'm really loving her style of reading. And I also feel like sometimes when you try to learn about Greek mythology and all the names and the monsters and everything it can all get like jumbled up in your brain I think she does a really good job at least so far of experiencing a really good job of her um explaining it so I'm enjoying the story but still understanding um how all these gods goddesses nymphs and whatever are related nice I need to read that book it's been on my like two reads for a really long time Um, But okay, since the last time I've spoken on this podcast, I've read Verity by Colleen Hoover, and I feel so, like, controversial because the last episode I was being really, like, getting my hot takes on Colleen Hoover, and (laughs) oh my gosh, like, Verity was so good. I devoured it in probably 24, 48 hours. I was obsessed. It was the most, like, twisted, dark, perfect for, like, a good fall day, like, I don't know, and I, I, like, live alone here in Paris, and I was reading it late at night, and I had to, like, turn on my lights. I was like, I'm getting nervous. Like, I, um, it was really, really good. I was really impressed. I thought it was the best writing I've seen by Colleen Hoover. I thought it was really well written. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was really pleasantly surprised. That was a really good read. And currently, I'm reading 11 Minutes by Paulo Coelho. I've talked about him a lot before. He's my favorite Brazilian philosopher. Um, And this one, he talks a lot about how love is kind of the answer everyone is seeking in their life, whether it be, like, family love, romantic love, um, like, loving yourself. And this one's really interesting. It's about a Brazilian prostitute who lives in Switzerland, um Mm -hmm. and like how she got there kind of like manipulated into it and then apparently she's gonna find love I haven't gotten there yet um I also been kind of slowing on reading like last week I was like reading almost like three books at once and now I'm kind of just slowing back down and like reading when I can but yeah um any life updates for us Katie um I got a job I got two jobs technically in the span of 48 hours I like signed two contracts so that was a very busy interesting week but exciting I'm officially a pet production technician as well as working at a winery so both very different but equally excited for both um the winery is more of a part-time job on the weekends and the pet production technician is like full-time um during the week job um looking at that for a potential career path. Um, And I'm really excited to get back into science and working in a lab and um, just really excited and liking. I also can't wait to learn more about wines and just talk to people Mm -hmm. while they're doing wine tasting. So I think it's good. Kind of the best of both worlds in both um, two sides of jobs, but really excited. That was a major um, life update last week. Absolutely. Well, congratulations. Um, Thank you. As for me, I am... Settling more and more into Paris life, I 
I have good days and bad days like anyone. Um, but recently I've been having a lot more good days, which makes me happy. I'm speaking a lot more French, um, which makes me really happy. I can already tell my accent is better. I can tell that my comprehension level is so much better. I actually understand what people are saying to me and it just takes me a few seconds to respond. I still just need to work on my vocabulary. So I've been studying some Quizlets. Um, so that's been mm-hmm. fun. Um, besides that, I've been making friends. Bumble BFF does work, um, which is exciting. I've met a lot of really nice people, which makes me feel better about, you know, developing friends here and like developing a good routine. So I think a lot more comfortable and settled, I bet, by October, I'll be like, wow, yeah, I live here. This is fine. Um, but I still almost like every day have this moment where I'm like, oh my God, I live in Paris. Um, especially yeah. if I'm like listening to French music and then I like am walking by someone, I'm like, oh, pardon. Like I just like immediately speak French and I'm like, where am I? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> It's really crazy, but it's a good adventure. Um, but yeah, those are my life updates. But on to book news. I wanted to kindly announce and remind people that next week, October 1st through 7th, is officially Banned Books Week. So that's pretty exciting. And um, the, one of the major five publishing houses, Simon & Schuster, is introducing a new multi-platform education and research pro- resources program. Um, and the publishers said that this will highlight the merits of books that have been subject to bans and challenges and will provide educators, parents, librarians, and students with tools and resources on how to take action when faced with challenge in their community, which is really awesome. So I'm going to link that in the show notes. You can look at more information on that and how you can get involved. Um, But yeah, I think that'll be really important. We'll definitely announce it again next week to remind you about enjoying your banned book week and to support banned books. Um, Yeah, I love that a big uh, publishing house is trying to put um, like the spotlight on these banned books and trying to incorporate those into classrooms and libraries and families and not letting them be fully banned from everyone reading. I love that. Exactly. I think that's so important, especially in today's political climate, banned books, everyone has the right to read any book they want, in my opinion. So, um, I agree. Yes. Also, some exciting news coming up on the podcast. Um, Katie and I have been talking and we're thinking about um, doing like a how to be xyz like for example character series um a lot of our um listeners have talked about like how we incorporate in our podcast how we say like oh this is how to like um live your life like the characters you love but actually doing a series on that so um like Mm -hmm. think of joe marsh and little women or like daisy jones like these like you know fantasized um characters that you like we all love and like thinking about what they would wear what they would eat what they would shop and like what they would be like in modern society which would be really fun um so let us know what your favorite characters are and we what you would like us to you know talk about on our how to be this character series yeah i'm really excited for this one because i feel like it goes well with um the overall idea of this podcast and how to live your life like the characters you love mm-hmm. and be the main character of your own life so i think this is gonna be really fun and exciting yes for another um something to look forward to on a future episode on the podcast we were thinking of goodreads choice awards um every year it starts in november goes through december um maybe talking through Casey and I's picks of which ones we are choosing for those awards so if you don't know Goodreads which we've talked about plenty of times <laughs> on this podcast um both love Goodreads you can just you can follow people um mark what books you want to read rate them review them all the things um but every November that have 17 different categories like fiction, romance, thriller, all the categories, poetry, nonfiction. Um, and you vote for 
one book out of 20 books in each of these categories. And then there is a final round as well, where I think it goes down to like 10 books in each category. And then it, at the end of the year, shows these are the books um, that Goodreads members choose and love the most out of each category. And I think it's really cool because I was reading more about it and they choose Goodreads choose the chooses the books based on um, which books are most read by all Goodreads users and rated the highest by Goodreads Goodread users. So it's kind of um, external from all other book awards and just trying to focus on Goodreads in general. And I love Goodreads, so I think that could be a fun talking through our picks and if we've read any and why we're choosing this book over another book. Yeah, I'm really excited to do that. I think that will be really fun. Okay, also time. Anyways, so on to today's topic. It's a lifestyle episode, and today we're talking about embarrassment. And if Katie Comp, if you want to say it with me, um, <laughs> what we believe is embarrassment, embarrassment is, is a, a disease. disease. Get well soon. Get well soon. Yeah. <laughs> We've definitely said multiple times on this podcast before. Yeah, um, but we just kind of wanted to like break that down because it's honestly a mindset not just a saying it's a way of life like it's really changed my life um Mm -hmm. and so I thought we would kind of break it down and like what that means for each of us and how we even got started saying that because it's really also just like fun to say (laughs) well I started saying it because you said it and when I first met you when we were studying abroad um and that was definitely a pivotal time in my life of trying to get over embarrassment and believing this mantra so where did you um come up with this uh (laughs) saying Honestly, like, I can't even remember. I don't know if, like, I made it up. I don't really want to take credit because I don't know if it was fully me or if I just saw it on, like, a TikTok somewhere. Um, I think it was just a universal, like, the universe brought it to me. Um, But it was really just this mindset of, like, what even, like, breaking down, like, what really is embarrassment. Like, it's just a social construct. Like, we're taught to be ashamed of certain, like, social interactions or, like, like, I don't know, when you were, like, 13, you're like, oh, I don't want to be awkward. It's, like, what even is awkward? Like, it's fine to be nervous. It just means you care. So mm-hmm. being, like, I don't know, like, I am one to feel embarrassed a lot of the time. I don't really feel that, you know, feeling or emotion anymore because of this mantra. Um, because when I do feel embarrassed now, I'll just say to myself, like, well, embarrassment's a disease. Get well soon. Like, it's not anything to put any fuss in or, like, care about, really. It's really just okay, that was maybe, like, not very graceful, like, I'm gonna kind of, it just, like, helps in the, that, like, shameful emotion just, like, roll off my back a lot easier, so, and it's fun to say, so I think I just probably, I mean, I say a lot of, like, fun shit like that, so, um, it was kind of I a, think it's perfect because the idea itself is very freeing when you don't put as much hold on embarrassment over you, mm-hmm. and so I would give, I give my pe- myself pep talks all the time when I'm doing something that I'm nervous about, or if I just, just did something that was embarrassing, just saying, like, embarrassment is a disease, get well soon, get over it, get through it, live on with your life, and yeah. very helpful, just a little something to, like, remind you again. Right. No, I completely agree because for me, it brought a lot of freedom into my life. Again, I was really inhibited by this like embarrassing emotion. It came a lot with like guilt or shame or like, oh, like that like internal cringe moment. And I was like, why? Like Mm -hmm. who? Like it really came from this point of like, who's really paying that much attention to me? Because really, Mm -hmm. if you think about it, no one really cares. Um, Everyone's just so preoccupied with themselves already. So it's like no one's actually paying that much attention to you I don't mean to like burst any bubbles but it's really (laughs) true like no one really cares and my whole thing was like 
okay, A, like, no one's going to remember me tomorrow, you know, like, no one's going to remember this embarrassing moment but me. I'm just going to think about it alone for the next five years when it's, like, dark at night and I'm laying alone by myself, mm-hmm. like, waking yeah. up in the middle of the night, like, oh, my God, that was so embarrassing. But no one else is doing that. So it's like, why do I give so many other people the power to make me feel this way? Like, they don't even know and, me. And when you um, constantly are thinking about that embarrassing moment, like it's not changing anything. It already happened. Right. You you thinking about it more and replaying it in your head and worrying about it is only making it worse. Exactly. So it's also just trying to let go of that and be like, okay, well, it happened. I'm still here. It's fine. No one's going to remember. I mean, just think about, yeah, there's things here and there, but majority of the time, can you remember other people's very embarrassing moments? Right. Uh, Not really. No, not at all. Uh, And that's exactly, like, the whole premise of this, like, saying. Like, you're giving, like, when you give in to, like, embarrassment, and embarrassment's a natural, like, feeling because... Again, it's like something that we're taught at a young age, like, oh, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do this, this is how you're supposed to act or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. You're giving power and, like, you're giving the power away from yourself and into the moment, like, you're you're putting like you're not embracing like I'm just human I'm gonna have I'm gonna make mistakes I'm gonna have flaws embarrassing Mm -hmm. things happen all the time if you let them like it once you believe that embarrassment truly is a disease Mm -hmm. get what something to get well soon from you know like it's just it's just a part of your life and it doesn't really matter it just like I don't know the saying also to me is like don't take your life so seriously you're not yeah. going to be perfect all the time. There's no way to be perfect. I mean, there's no such thing as really being perfect. Like, we're human. The natural, mm-hmm. like, way to be human is to be imperfect. I mean, that's what makes humanity humanity. So just, like, embracing mm-hmm. the fact that, like, you will fuck up and it's fine. And it's, like, funny. And my whole thing, and too. And also, oh, go a lot ahead. of times, you are, what like, what makes it embarrassing? If you think it's embarrassing, then it's embarrassing. Right. If you don't think it's embarrassing, then it's not embarrassing. The power is all in you. Exactly. So just changing the mindset right. makes such a difference. No, 100%. And going off of what you were saying earlier about, like, who really remembers you, which so true but even if you're like oh my god no they actually like will remember that then like kudos to you for like making their day you know like you made them laugh yeah if people are like if it's that you know big of a scene usually it's like typically really small and actually no one's actually paying attention to you but let's say like Mm -hmm. you trip and fall and everyone sees you and laughs which has happened to me multiple times because i'm very clumsy and they go back and like worst case scenario they tell their friends like oh my gosh yeah like casey fell down like which would be so a mean like no one's actually that mean (laughs) but if you're that worried about it like, okay, then you made their day. Like, look at you. Like, you're funny. Like, you know. You're giving like, them something to talk about. Right. So, like, make it more of a positive experience than being like, oh, my gosh. Like, they're looking at me being like, well, yeah, that happened. But, like, say la vie. That's just how life goes. Like, it's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, for me, this, like, mantra or way of life has really brought me a lot of confidence Maybe it's a little delusional to be like, yeah, nothing's embarrassing. But really, once you embrace that, like, nothing becomes embarrassing at all. Um, I think you need a healthy amount of Delulu in your life to (laughs) make life exciting and living your best life, living it to the fullest. Um, Just not – obviously, yes, there are certain things that you need to – think through and stress about to a healthy extent. um, But you don't want to put too much power in a lot of things and just – you have one life, live it, make it the best that you can and go through it the best way that you can. Yeah, exactly. Like, for example, right now, like me speaking, I'm like, you can't see me because this is not like a video recording, but I'm using air quotes. I can speak French and I'm living in Paris. <laughs> Do you know how embarrassing it is to speak French with an American accent in front of natural French speakers who 
will hear your accent and then just start speaking English to you and you're like, no, I'm actually like trying to learn French. Like, please, <laughs> please speak mm-hmm. in French with me. Um, I had to get over that in the first two weeks here because, yeah, I hadn't practiced French at all this past summer. So coming in, just straight up moving to Paris, like my French was so rusty. And now like I go into the boulangerie and I order in French and the lady knows who I am and like, you know, we don't chit chat, but like, she knows that I always like my order, which is really cool. I've lived here for a month, you know, mm-hmm. um, and even just going to cafes now and speaking French and they don't immediately go to English because I think also just being immersed, I'm like picking up how to actually say words in a better accent, which is really nice. But mm-hmm. if I let my embarrassment, like, like, do I get nervous still? Yes. Every day when I walk into the boulangerie, I still get nervous to order in front of a French person because I'm like, oh my God, they're judging me. My accent isn't good. But who cares? Like, I'm trying to speak their language. I'm trying to assimilate this new culture. Like, those are bigger goals than, like, letting a French person's judgment, which they would do anyways because I'm American, like, inhibit me from trying to learn this language that I think is so beautiful. So, like... Mm -hmm choose your battles like really if I was that embarrassed I would not even be living in Paris but um like I know it's gonna be like even now I get tripped over words and like the kids I take care of as an au pair like correct me and I'm like oh that's kind of embarrassing I just said like the wrong word for inside or something you know like it's fine it's Mm -hmm. like I I could cringe at those moments and in the moments I do but then I really just think about okay like you know embarrassment's a disease, nothing matters, like, I'm learning, and showing myself that grace has given me a lot more confidence to, like, feel better about speaking the language and things like that. Yeah, and and not letting that inhibit you, that you wouldn't be becoming bilingual and living in France or France and having all these amazing experiences. Right, exactly. Um, So that's kind of, like, the whole synopsis to embarrassment is a disease, but Kate and I came up with a little outline, so... To break it down first off, like, what even is embarrassment? We kind of talked about this, but, yeah, again, embarrassment's actually made up completely. Like, it's something we've been taught. Um, I always, like, think about now, especially, like, taking care of kids. Like, the, the three boys I take care of, like, do not have a sense in the world of what they should be embarrassed of. Like, they, mm-hmm. like, and I remember when I was a kid, like, I would wear whatever I wanted. I would do whatever I wanted and, like, the sense of, like, you know, I want to play this game because I think it'll be fun, like not, I mean, you know, everything in moderation, but it was really just like, I didn't really care what people thought about me. I didn't care about being weird. Like I read wherever I wanted to. I remember I had to get over the fact that I thought reading was embarrassing, which is so stupid. Um, Just like Mm -hmm. things like that, where it was like, like as a kid, you just really don't care what people think about you because you haven't been taught yet that you should care what people think about you. And then as an adult, you have to relearn to not care. So it's this whole yeah. little process. I feel like <laughs> as a kid, then you, you're not embarrassed by things because you're just doing exactly what you want to do, wearing what you want to wear, all the things. And then you go to like, I don't know, late elementary school, middle school, when everyone become so judgy and then you want to fit in so you do things that other people are doing and being embarrassed by what you used to do but like no one else is doing that so I'm not going to do that and then just having to overcome that as you get older is like a full circle moment right exactly like I've I feel like now with my new like embarrassment's a disease but also just like feeling more confident I'm like going back to my like inner child I'm dressing Mm -hmm. the way I want to I'm like wearing colorful outfits I don't like I literally wear bedazzled headphones like that's so fun to me I do not care (laughs) like I don't care if that's embarrassing actually yesterday on the metro some lady was like oh my gosh I love your headphones and I was like thank you I've done them myself like when you're more like willing to be yourself actually people really respond to that more positively and it's not embarrassing people just Mm -hmm. 
are jealous that if they think it's embarrassing like what that's not that's so counterproductive um yeah so yeah I find myself actually going back to my inner child and just like having fun and not being embarrassed by it because that's like the way you're supposed it's the most freeing way to live in my opinion letting go Mm -hmm. of this like being self-conscious shame guilt awkwardness that's like associated with embarrassment you know it's just live your life yeah (laughs) I agree I've noticed that reading especially is a big one like when I was a little kid I always was in the most public spaces just point out a book and reading and then I got embarrassed and now uh, and then didn't do that but now I always have a book on me I'll pull it out at the doctor's office when I'm waiting um um, before my appointment Mm -hmm. um yeah always having the book and then just like even my hobbies as a child of I was really into arts and crafts and then I stopped doing that because no one else was doing it and now getting back into that I was like why did I ever stop this this is what I enjoy this is what I love to do I made these charm necklaces that people compliment me on all the time like what made me stop wanting to do that for a period of my life right no exactly it's that's exactly the whole thing um yeah so like again no one's really paying attention to you that's like the truth of embarrassment and because everyone's actually pretty self-absorbed so like think about it if you're so worried what other people think about you the chances are everyone else in the room is just as equally worried about what they like think or what other people think about them like no one's really paying that much attention to you which I know like I don't know, when I first realized that, I was like, oh, damn, I'm, like, not special, but, like, that's really not it. It's just that people are so, like, worried and, like, make their own world so much more magnified to themselves, which makes sense. Like, you're so much more worried it's about your, what... Your world. Yeah. You're the center of your own life, so it exactly. makes sense. Yeah, it's your world and everyone else is just living in it. I mean, it's, like, the first person mm-hmm. POV. Like, that's that's me. That's you. Like, that's what we're doing in this whole, like, life. Um so yeah, which honestly like sometimes freaks me out when I'm like walking down the street and I'm like everyone's lived just as like deep poetic lives like me. Like they all have this like inner monologue that always freaks me out, but <laughs> it's true. Like yeah. everyone's just like paying attention to themselves. Um mm-hmm. we're all just characters in each other's lives. So really therefore nothing is that serious and nothing really can be that embarrassing cuz nothing really matters that much. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so how do you implement this into your life? <laughs> That's the real kicker. I think kicker. it's made one of the biggest changes and freeing parts of my life is letting go of embarrassment. Yeah, I completely agree. It's like really this like, mindset shift is one of the most like freeing parts of my persona now because I really just do not give power to other people it's really like I do not care what other people think of me which is really just the foundation of confidence if you Mm -hmm. stop caring what people think about you and really just know that oh only my perception of myself is what I really care about and therefore I want to be the best person I can be because that's what matters to me immediately the power that you give to other people goes away and at that point like no one like you don't put anyone else on a pedestal over you you're all equals and that's really like when a lot of beautiful connections with people can open up because you're like I'm just the same as you like yeah maybe I think Mm -hmm. your outfit like you're so much prettier than me or whatever but like we're all just people at the end of the day and so like giving people that power and putting them above you in some sense like you're never gonna win and that's like immediately not a good way to make friends or like you put yourself out there you have to really come from a place of like you know, they do embarrassing shit too. I'm going to be embarrassed. Like, it's just a part of life. And then that's really when you can go in and, like, make lasting connections because you're just on the same playing field, in my opinion. 
Yeah, and going along with that, when you let go of the embarrassment, you can be it, like your true self, who you want to be, and then being that authentic version of yourself, you make more authentic relationships and friendships and connections with other people on such a deeper level, which to me is just so much more meaningful than surface level connections. Right. I completely agree. So like, along with all of this, like what some things I used to think were embarrassing now that I like totally embrace about my life. Um, number one, going to eat alone. I remember mm-hmm. still like, it was in Edinburgh when I decided like, oh, I'm going to start, um, you know, taking myself on dates, which is like one of my main philosophies of life now. Um, it was my first time ever like eating in a restaurant alone. And I thought that was really embarrassing. <laughs> um, and I'm kind of glad I started doing that in Europe because it's a lot more common in Europe than in the States. But mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it would be so embarrassing and it literally wasn't at all. They were like, the waiter didn't even like bat an eye. Um, and I got to like read my little book, eat, enjoy my little meal. It was like this Mexican restaurant in Edinburgh, Scotland. So it was like not good food, obviously. <laughs> um, but it was like my second week there and I was like, oh, I just really want like spice or something. But um, no, I got like a bean burrito or something. And I was like, what is this? What am I eating? Um, but yeah, like <laughs> stuff like that, like going to eat alone. Um, yeah, I used to be really embarrassed about like not having that many friends. I'm not really a friend group person. I'm more like... I pick and choose my friends, so I have, like, a friend here, a friend there, and, like, I've never just been a good friend group person, and so I used to think that was really, like, embarrassing that, I don't know, that I was just, like, not, didn't have this big group of friends, like, especially in college, I feel like, or even high school, like, I feel like it's this Americanized perception of, oh, you have to have this big group of friends to be, like, cool or, like, popular or whatever, and I just never fit that boat because I'm not very cool and I'm not very popular and I don't really care anymore um but yeah I just think that was really embarrassing and now it's like one of my main joys in my life because like my 22nd birthday um this past year like last December it was the most like special birthday party I've ever had because I invited like six of my closest friends who did not know each other before my birthday party for this like dinner party and the only thing they had in common was that they were my friend and that was like so much more meaningful to me because it was like wow these people not only showed up for me because they're my friend but then they went around and like shared their favorite stories of me and they all were laughing because they knew me so well so it was like wow I actually have some like even deeper friendships that sometimes people in these big friend groups don't really get to experience so that was like Mm -hmm. I was like wow I have nothing to be ashamed of like this is truly what matters to me which is having that like deep connection again um yeah talking about my dreams that used to be something that was really embarrassing like yeah I want to be a writer like do you know how cringy that can sound to people like that is embarrassing (laughs) like that is so embarrassing um but then it became a point of like something I embraced like it wasn't like yeah I want to be an author it was like yeah I'm gonna be a writer I'm gonna be an author and then once I changed that vocabulary too of not like I want to be like instead of it's like I'm going to be this people immediately like respect mm-hmm. me they're like oh she's not just like this you know want to be like wanting to write whatever I like, know she's actively doing it I remember um, when I used to work at this restaurant in college I someone asked me like what I was studying I was like oh creative writing I'm like oh what do you want to do with that I was like oh I'm gonna be an author and (laughs) this guy that was flirting with me at work told me later he was like yeah that's when I actually decided I liked you because you were so confident in the way you spoke about your future career and like what you wanted I could tell that you like were gonna do what exactly you wanted and I was like thank you that is actually why I do that but also to hold myself accountable because if I speak it into existence I gotta follow through so that's a little tip um yes 
Yes, my other embarrassing, what I used to think was embarrassing was dancing when no one else was. Um, Katie Comp can testify to this, that now I dance when literally no one is, <laughs> no one else is, because I think it's more fun. Um, especially if there's ever... Life's too short not to dance. Exactly. Another one of my founding philosophies. Um, yeah, but if there's live music and no one's dancing, I'm like, what are we doing? I'm going to go dance. And typically, mm-hmm. I make everyone else start dancing, because they're like, they were just too shy or embarrassed to start dancing, but it's like, dancing is one of the most free-flowing, like, movements of expression and humanity like you just gotta like move around and it's it's fine if you're not a good dancer like no one's a good dancer really unless you're like classically trained so like have fun get up and move your body it's like really not that embarrassing um and if I let those moments go by I found myself being regretful like why did I dance with like I heard the best jazz of my life like that's such a moment that changed my like life you know like I love jazz music I love hearing live music so like I want to move my body to it because it's more fun and I love to dance so like just dance no one no one cares and it's honestly so much more boring to like sit there in a bar and not do something like go have fun just Mm -hmm. like nothing nothing matters um finally I have always gotten really excited about weird things and I used to think this was embarrassing so I wouldn't really talk about it um like books or characters or fun facts or like I, when I was a kid, collected rocks, and I was like, I should tell people about this, it's kind of weird, but now I collect rocks again, I talk about books, obviously I have a whole podcast about books, like, I love to talk about books, and my favorite characters, yes, yeah, I collect broken clocks, I just do weird things, because, like, that makes my life more interesting, and I'm more an interesting person because of it, and I'm not embarrassed by it, so, yeah, those are my old embarrassing things, What what were embarrassing for you, Katie? You know, I just thought about for the last one, I used to collect rocks also, and I also used to collect swatches, like paint swatches when you would go to Lowe's or Home Depot. Yeah. My, I would, um, my dad would always go there a lot when I was a child, and I would always go with him, and every time we would always go to the paint section, and I would pick out, like, two new swatch colors, because they're free to just take the swatches back, and I still have, like, this whole box in my closet of just swatch colors. I don't know. I just got enjoyment out of those and like picking out new fun colors. I never did anything with them. Never went back and bought the paint, but it was so fun. You should get back. Just little things. Yeah. Little things like that. Okay. But my um, things I used to think were embarrassing, but no longer do. So I do them all the time. Um, Also eating alone. You very much inspired me to not care about eating alone and embracing that. I remember the first time I did it was, Um, When we were studying abroad in Scotland, I took a day trip to Glasgow and went alone. So I had breakfast, lunch, and dinner in Glasgow, and I ate alone for each one. And I just sat there and read, uh, sometimes eavesdropped on other conversations. Those are always very fun and entertaining. (laughs) And it's like, who cares if you're eating alone? You're enjoying your own company, which I think is something... Um, that is really valuable to be able to enjoy your own company. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I love eating alone. So fun. But sometimes, yeah, you just need to take yourself out on a date, read a good book, order some good food. Yes. I'm actually yeah. planning on doing that with myself this Wednesday because I spotted an Asian food place that looks really cute and I'm, I just need other food besides French food. So I'm actually going to be doing that on Wednesday. <laughs> so fun. You'll have to take some pictures. I will. I will. What else? Uh, my other things, talking about reading, like you were saying, um, carrying around a book all the time and 
as when I was a kid, I would always be constantly reading, talking about how I've, um, these are the books I'm reading and it's one of my favorite pastimes. And then I got embarrassed. I don't know why reading was so embarrassing for all these, like, as a child, why was it embarrassing to read? I don't know. Um, but I would never admit that because I, I also was so embarrassed about being a nerd. Being, I would always count down for the first day of school to start every summer. I obviously love summer, but st- loved going to school and loved learning. So I would always be badgering my mom about when are we going to go school shopping? And I want to get all my supplies so I can organize it. And just this excitement for school. I love that. And reading kind of going along with that. I just found, I always thought, oh, this is so nerdy. Like I'm so embarrassing to do that. But now I I love learning, love school. I am a nerd. And I think it's (laughs) a great I love being a nerd. Yeah. Like, no longer giving that embarrassment because for what reason? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Other things, talking about doing stuff like the podcast. Yeah. And just other uh, more, uh, like, unique paths or hobby. I, I don't know how to exactly word it, but you know, it's, like, has that connotation, like, oh, you're doing a podcast, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I um, totally get that because... I, I, People are I, like, oh, are you trying to be an influencer? And it's like, yeah. no, like maybe, I don't know. Like, why does it matter? <laughs> but then once you do make it and you are an influencer, that's no longer embarrassing. Right. Like it just. Like, people follow them and love them. Right. So it's just, yeah, for, don't, don't give that embarrassment. Like if you enjoy it, do it. Mm-hmm. Post the pictures. Going along with that, taking pictures like an influencer. Oh my God. I used to get I, so embarrassed, but this is such a good one. Oh my yeah, God. Like. <laughs> When, especially depending on who I'm with, um, would make it more or less embarrassing. But really trying to embrace no matter who I'm with, if I got this really good meal, I don't know how cringy, I don't care how cringy it is that I'm taking a picture of it. I want to take a picture of my food or maybe every single course I will take a picture of or taking this random selfie as I'm getting on the subway or um, this sign that I see on the street, like t- taking pictures or, and posting as well, like posting on especially Instagram story as an influencer, that brings me joy. I love doing that. So I'm not going to let myself think that's embarrassing and not do it anymore. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. That's a really good one. And then my last one that I thought of was more current, which it's taking like currently working through not being embarrassed by um, is living at home. Mm-hmm. And I found with that, because it has that connotation, like, oh, you just, I didn't stay home for college. I went away for college. Um, but now moving back home, um, I, I, and I, I just felt like society can make that kind of embarrassing or like a step back. Mm-hmm. And I also found the way when people would ask me, because, you know, you meet up with all these like especially older like your parents friends oh what are you doing now and then explaining everything um the tone in which you explain your situation changes how the people you're telling it to perceives you um Mm -hmm. like if I said oh I'm living at home in like a timid kind of like shy I seem embarrassed by it way then that gives them more room to like show to me, like, oh, that's embarrassing or feeling that way. Mm-hmm. But saying it in a more confident, yeah, I'm living at home, but blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm doing, or not saying but, but just trying to say it in a more confident way, like, this is what I'm doing, um, loving it, blah, 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 um, which is something I'm still working through, but realizing how I don't want to give anyone 
um, the power to change my opinion on my current situation. I also think just like with what you said right there, how you're still trying to work through it. I think just being vulnerable and honest with where you're at in life is so like that just takes so much confidence and to not be embarrassed by it because you're being straight up like you're figuring it out and as a 22 year old girl who just graduated college like you're exactly where you should be you're figuring it out um Mm -hmm. and like that's the thing too like I know with me like moving to Paris this seems really glamorous and I'm not saying it isn't I feel really grateful to be here but I also have no idea what the fuck I'm doing (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it's just like I think being vulnerable takes confidence and if you're willing to be straightforward with people and like the I'm living at home figuring it out got these two jobs that's amazing like you have the confidence to be honest with people which takes a lot of people like some people can't do that you know so I like mm-hmm. I'm giving you so much grace and kudos because you're doing the hard things and you're talking about it which some people can't even do so yeah. yeah, kind of going along with that. Um, I was saying this earlier, but yeah, people are just intimidated by people who know who they are. I remember actually, um, I was talking to my boyfriend Ian recently, and he was he had went um, back to Des Moines, where he's from, to visit some friends. And he said that his friends were like asking about me because we're doing long distance and how that's going. And one of his friends was like, yeah, I wish I actually got to know Casey pretty more. Like, um, I, I wish I got to know her more when we were at college together. Um, and Ian was like, well, you, you know, you've got time, like we're still dating. And his friend was like, yeah, she's just really intimidating. And he told me that. And I just started laughing because I was like, I'm the least intimidating person ever. I'm so outgoing. I'm so like, go with the flow like I love to support people and I guess like that's what makes me intimidating because that's what Ian said he was like yeah like most guys would find that intimidating because you know exactly who you are and my friends like don't know who they are so they're intimidated by you because you just like hold a room with your gaze like you know what you're doing who you're doing it with and what's going on and I'm like that's funny because I half the time I don't really know what's going on I'm just kind of there um but yeah it's like Really just being, mm-hmm. like, comfortable just with... just portraying that confidence. Exactly. And... Yeah, like, you're just getting more confident, comfortable with who you are, and that's what really makes confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I remember when Katie and I would go out in college, we would, like, wear sunglasses and, like, have a goofy, fun time because that was fun for us. And, like, some people might be like, wow, they're so weird. But, like, who's having the most fun on the dance floor? Us. So, yeah. like, really we're winning. Um, exactly. Yeah. And I like what you were saying about being comfortable with who you are, mm-hmm. because I find it so fun to learn more about yourself and what is my personality? What are my interests? What makes up who I am? And like showing that and being your authentic self. I, I love that. And I think it's so rewarding. Absolutely. Like, I think my personality to me is something that is so personal and that no one can take away which mm-hmm. to me is just like the innermost important thing to me. Like, no, this is something like who I've cultivated within myself is something no one else can take from me. And like, it's something so important to me because sure, like looks go away with time. We're all going to age, but your personality is something you cultivate over time. Like I am so different than who I was than I, when I was 16 and I know I'll be different at 32, but right now I love my 22 year old version of myself. Like I've really worked hard on who she is and like, I know exactly what she likes and I know I'm learning what she doesn't like and still like, you know, it's a learning curve and a process, but mm-hmm. over time and like once you get 
comfortable and being like yeah I do like this and like yeah it might be awkward but it's I like it or like oh I don't really like that and I'm okay with standing up for myself because that was one thing where people would be talking about like movies for example that I've never seen and I would just be like oh yeah I love that movie to like quote-unquote fit in but like the truth is I fall asleep during most movies so like (laughs) it's okay to like always be yourself and admit that (laughs) I always, yeah, when people would talk about movies, TV shows, uh, celebrities, and no idea who they are, but just kind of trying to go along with it. Like, for for what reason? You're right. not going to know every single movie, TV show person on this earth. So just be like, oh, yeah, I don't know what that is, but maybe I'll watch it. It sounds good. Or that's not really my, I don't enjoy watching that type of genre. I'm not going to right. take the time to do so. Exactly. There's no problem with that. Yeah, there's really not. Like, really just developing your personality, you know, becoming confident, getting comfortable with yourself, letting go of embarrassment is really just a coming home to yourself and being kind to yourself. I mean, you have one life to cultivate who you are. And if you're going to be your biggest critic and give power to other people, that's going to be a miserable existence. We're living Mm -hmm. on a floating rock, babe. Like, just have fun with it. (laughs) Um, And I think also recognizing that it is a process and it's something that you will, to some extent, be constantly working on, Mm -hmm. but then also constantly finding more about yourself and there may just be some core values that stay true the whole time, but um, finding new hobbies and maybe, oh, I don't really enjoy doing that anymore, but I used to and there's nothing wrong with Mm -hmm. that and just constantly growing. Yeah, that's actually a really good point that I love that you brought up is values. About once a year, I always reflect on my values and make sure like how I'm implementing in my life and those are like my fundamental pillars and Mm -hmm. from there is when I can get funky you know like as long as I like my two you know largest values in my life are empathy and equality and as long as I am implementing those in my life like I am choosing to be empathetic with people and I am treating people with equality then I can do that gives me the freedom to do everything else because my core is the same. Like how I was saying, yeah, I'm different than who I was at 16, but my core values remain and that's what's important to me as a fundamental person. And so then I can, you know, try these new things like getting into yoga. Like I got into yoga like three years ago. I love it now. Um, but like trying different things, like trying different foods and figuring out, oh, I don't really like that, but I do like this. But really like maintaining your values is so important to like instilling confidence with all of your changes throughout your life that you will go through, at least um, yeah. for me. But yeah, going along with all of that, um, Katie and I are going to now talk about kind of how we've developed ourselves like with this, you know, ode of con- uh, confidence and this like essence of like letting go of embarrassment. But Katie, if you would like to start, how did you like develop your personality with like what we're talking about with all of this? Um, when I really first started thinking about, okay, like wanting to look into who I am and my personalities and interests, journaling was the best first step, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, just being like a brain dump of who do I want to be? What do I want my personality and hobbies to be? What do I want um, people to think of when they think of me? What do, what What do I like and not like? And just kind of going through and seeing the, like what, topics are talking or popping up a lot and sometimes through that you can see like remember things like old hobbies or things you used to do or realizing some things that you want to implement and like you were saying with values like journaling what those are and getting all those thoughts organized I like to journal also in that regard of just organizing my thoughts so I find that helpful um as well yeah 
No, I love that. For me, um, similarly, like journaling, I do journal every day. So that's a really good foundational step for anyone. Um, For me, it was Mm -hmm. getting really clear of what I actually wanted. Um, Kind of what I was saying before, like not just saying, oh, I'm going to do this um, and like not saying I I want this, but like I am, I will, that kind of next step vernacular where you're like, I will write a novel, I will move to New York, I will move to Paris. And then you actually find yourself like, I don't know what kind of psychology, I'm not a psychologist, Um, I bet someone could tell us, Um, but actually I show up for myself so much more because a, I've been telling people, like, yeah, I'm going to be a novelist or, like, I, I will be a novelist. And so now it's like, oh, I actually need to sit down and write a book, um, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just got really yeah, clear. Right. Yeah, I got really clear on, like, what I wanted. And I have – I've always wanted to live in New York. And I have a postcard um, in my bathroom that it says New York. And under I wrote, like, I'm going to be – or. Um, I will be a published novelist. And so I look at that every day when I'm brushing my teeth, washing my face. And that is just like vi- like a, a vision board almost. Like I'm really tapping into what I really, really want. And I will be damned if I don't get that because I have the power and the confidence to be like, I know what I deserve. I know what I'm going to do to get there, get myself there. And so I'm going to do it. And that's just how I show up for it. Because I think also with confidence, showing up for yourself and trusting yourself you like when you follow through with yourself it's just a whole it's a whole different world it's a game changer for sure yeah I love what you're saying about um figuring out like who you are um and who like you're going to be but giving it that like present statement because then it also helps shape your life with okay this is the path that I want like so I need to do to reach um that goal right yeah my other um way I developed myself practicing Mm -hmm. like we were saying how you constantly have to work towards um the confidence and not embarrassed by things and um try to actively remember my or remind myself every time I go out with go out in public whether it's going to the grocery store going uh to hang out with friends always trying to show up as my most authentic self and the person that I want to be and sometimes depending on the situation hyping yourself up beforehand and just reminding yourself like I am Katie fucking comp like absolutely person and this is who I'm going to show up as (laughs) that makes me so happy because I always sometimes you just need that little like hype yeah no I love that because I actually always tell Katie like if she's feeling nervous I'm like you are Katie fucking comp So I love that you use mm-hmm. that. That makes me yeah, happy. Like, like sporadically texting Casey all these like paragraph long things. And she's like, you're Katie fucking cop. You can do it. It's like, thank you. I just needed that little like reminder. Absolutely. Like, yes, I can't do this. A hundred percent. Yeah, I love that. It made me smile really big. So I love that. Um, yeah, my next <laughs> one's like basically your first one. Um, journal, journal, journal. Manifestations or not, it actually works. Um I journal every day. I journal for three pages a day. Um, This helps me for a lot of reasons, just like navigate my emotions as a huge empath and things like that. But also it's just like, I write out sometimes like how I'm going to become a novelist or how I'm going to move to New York, like getting really focused on like, and even right now, for example, it's really helping me figure out what I want my life to look like in Paris and help really ground myself with this scary move that I've done. Um, I find myself the past couple of weeks journaling, like, especially on Sundays, like, what I want this week to look like. And this week, my three goals um, I made for myself, I was like, I'm going to hot yoga three times this week because 
I've been really anxious about going to a new studio and I've tried a couple here, but like I found one I really like, but I keep signing up for classes, but I keep canceling, which isn't really like me. I'm just nervous about going to a French yoga class that I've been, but like it's nerve wracking. And so like my, my like one goal for this week is I'm showing up three times and now that I've talked about it on the podcast, I actually have to. Um, and then after that, I'm going to actually be asleep by 11. I've been staying up pretty late, which has not been helping me with my routine and everything. Like today, I came back home from work and went back to sleep after dropping off the kids at school. So, you know, just like showing myself grace, like knowing what my body needs, but also going to bed earlier will always help. Um And I also Mm -hmm. just wanted to, like, push myself out there to, like, meet one new person a week. So I've been doing that. That's kind of what I've also been journaling about. And that will – that's been helping me actually, you know, make plans with the people I've been meeting on Bumble BFF because it's like, okay, well, I wrote down that I would meet a new person this week, so I have to, you know, follow through with that. Um, But, yeah, so that's that's how I've been using my journaling to really help me maintain confidence and, like, show up for myself because, again, that's what really confidence is to me is showing up for myself. Yeah, I love your idea of the, like, weekly goals. And yeah. just, like, three doesn't have to be, like, a huge long list, which is something to hold yourself accountable to and then be able to reflect on at the end of the week. Right. And it's, I'm going to have to implement that. It's good. And, yeah, it's it's not, like, a huge goal list. It's, like, like I started out small and I've been building. The, like, the first goal was, like, okay, get a good sleep schedule, get, you know, oriented to the French, you know, um, timeline because it's, I'm seven hours ahead than I was living in Iowa or Dallas. Um, And then it was like, okay, meet a new person a week. And then now it's like, okay, and now I'm incorporating yoga. But so it's like I'm building on these foundational goals and maintaining Mm -hmm. them through the time here. So to help me develop a better routine and things like that. So highly recommend. Yeah, I love that. My next thing is prioritizing doing the hobbies I want to incorporate. Um, I know I've talked about a lot of hobbies, but I love my hobbies, and I think that kind of goes in with who you are as a person. So I always – I love every Sunday I sit down and I plan out my week in my planner – And I'll always think, okay, I'm really trying to get into sewing. So texting my grandma, when can we meet up this week to sew? Um, Just other little things like that and making sure I make the time for them each week uh, because that is something I want to uh, prioritize and not kind of get lost in just doing other things. Mm -hmm. And also prioritizing um, how you want to look and like dressing to try to find your style. I've really been enjoying that. And Pinterest is like my number one favorite social media platform app um love that and just i think throughout your style you can show so much of who you are and find yourself through your style and i've really been um enjoying that and then finding what pieces do i like the most and that i'm most comfortable and confident in because it's so crazy when you go to an event and if you don't love how you look in your outfit your confidence just goes down and then vice versa if you oh i really love this outfit i feel great in it then you have like your confidence is amazing. So just trying to find, I want to look in my closet and love all those pieces. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, just the confidence in that aspect. Absolutely. That's, I love that. Um, Yeah. My next one is envisioning who I want to be and then just becoming her. I guess this kind of goes along with the like higher self mindset. Um, And what I mean by that is like, kind of thinking about who I want to be in the next couple of years like what is what do I look like who am I what kind of hob, like hobbies or habits have I incorporated to be 
the 25-year-old best-selling novelist who lives in New York and, you know, has, you know, good skincare and, like, you know, prioritizes body movement and body positivity and, like, how do I become her? And, like, really setting out to be, like, okay, well, I can just act like her right now. You know, there's no point Mm -hmm. in putting that off. So there's no, like, right timing per se. It's just doing it right here, right now. Like, why not just start doing it today? Um, So Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is, like, and that kind of goes along with journaling too. I'll journal like about what is, you know, what kind of hobbies or habits does she do? Um, and to me, like I try to go, I mean, here living in Paris, I don't have a car. So like walking, you know, I walk everywhere here, which is really great. And then again, like trying to go to yoga three times a week, um, just cause that really helps like my mind, body and like soul really connects like my bre- like breath to movement and things like that, which is very important to me. Um, but yeah, like how does my, like even more importantly, how does my 25 year old kind of what Katie was saying dress? what does she look like but also like how does she treat people and I really just try to act in accordance with like that higher self that I'm constantly trying to become because again like your personality is something that you adapt over time but you can act like whatever you want whenever you want any day of your life because it's again your world and everyone else is just living in it and you really have the power to change your entire persona at a drop of a finger and so it doesn't really matter like you can really do whatever you want but like it just to me it's like I have this you know idea of like what my higher self is and how do I attract her become her and maintain her it's kind of my whole thing I love that it's a good one. Thank you. My last one um, kind of goes along the same lines as that one. Um, just getting under the mindset, like we've talked about so much, just how so much of being confident is a mindset and believing in yourself and that gives you the confidence. Um, and just constantly reminding yourself, like, who cares what you are doing besides yourself? And this is your life. You have one life. Would you want to be timid and not enjoy yourself and not be who you want to be during that one life? Or be who you want to be and dress how you want to dress and treat people how you want to treat people. And like life is so short to get caught up in such small, embarrassing trips here and there. And um, yeah, just constantly be yourself. This is your one life. Live it exactly how you want to live it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, for me, my last one is self-dates once a week. And this doesn't have to be anything fancy. It doesn't have to be, like, going out to dinner or, you know, something well thought out, like going to a movie or taking yourself to a picnic in a park. Like, these are all things that I do do and I do enjoy. But it can be really small. It can be, like having a cozy movie night, but like lighting candles, you know, making your favorite meal, like really putting the effort that you would put in a romantic partner or like a friendship, but give that love to yourself. That's really important for maintaining confidence because then you are giving the love that you are maybe seeking from other people, but you're just giving them that to yourself. So it's, it really, again, like takes away that pedestal mindset of like oh my gosh my friend does this for me my romantic partner does this but like you can just do that for yourself and then again that puts Mm -hmm. everyone on the same equal level and so that's why I think self-dating is so 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 vital and important um yeah and besides that I think doing the things that you loved as a kid um that should be your self-dates, like going dessert or seeing a movie or like I collect rocks now again and just like doing it as an adult now too. It's like so much more fun Um, and just being weird and silly and enjoying life because life is completely absurd and it's a beautiful thing that we get to experience. So just making the most out of it, again, like 
reflecting inwards, realizing that people really don't care that much about you. And that's actually empowering, not depleting, um, because that gives you the freedom to really cultivate a life that you've always dreamed about because you were too embarrassed to do it. And now you realize embarrassment's a disease. So get well soon. (laughs) But yeah, that's basically all I had for that long list. Um, Any last thoughts, Katie, or do you think that was good? (laughs) Um, I thought that was great. Great way to end it. I'm got now going to look at the movie theater near me and go on a self-date to go see a movie. Yes. I, like I, I have this long list in my notes of all these movies I want to see, but I'm like, oh, I need to wait to see, like, to go with someone and plan it. I can just go myself. Exactly. Buy some popcorn, sit there. Why, you're not talking during a movie. Why do you have to go with someone else? Yeah. So I, I'm going to do that this week. Oh, I'm cool. very excited. You'll have to update us next week what, what movie you see, but that makes yes. me so happy. I love seeing a movie solo it's really fun um but yeah thank you everyone for listening to this podcast episode um we hope you enjoyed it this honestly was really special to me because embarrassment is a disease get well soon is like uh, the center stone of to my entire persona so this felt really personal so i'm glad we got to really come on here and talk about it so thank you for listening yeah, it's something i'm very passionate about and can talk about forever yeah I, I i think it's such an important topic so yes i really enjoyed this and everyone do something that you have been wanting to do or was putting it off because it's not the right time well it is the right time do mm-hmm. it now and enjoy it yes exactly um but as always our Both our Instagrams and our Goodreads will be linked um, below in the show notes, as well as um, for the plot social media. Um, You should definitely check out our Instagram or our TikTok. Um, Katie and I have been popping off recently, um, and that will be at FTPX Podcast on both platforms. Um, But yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.